Now, uh, as we uh, were uh, driving in, we'd, we'd been praying in the car, but we just wanted to have a, a sense of what God is doing. And, and we really feel that this is a time, not only of multiplication, but really a time for strategy. And one of the things that the Lord, I said, well, Lord, give me an example. So I heard him say that, they're, that he wants to do some for-profit training in your house to raise funds for your mission. And I believe that some of the millennials and some of the, the younger ones that need training in business, some of you are very accomplished, and I, I really believe that would be a favor in a business school uh, connected to your kingdom school right now, maybe even a part or expanding. Anyways, just throwing that out there, all right? Anyways, um, but you know, uh, I really wanted to be a part of, uh, of this vision, and I was asked to be. And when I looked over this booklet, I was thinking, this is probably the best-looking vision declaration little pamphlet I've ever seen in a church. I mean, I'm in almost 100 churches a year in some form, okay? And to see this, this is amazing because if you read this, it's not about money. It's about the heart of God for this region. And so I really want you to, to know that this, and, and, and the core values, the, the heart, the, the applicable mission is, is right here. And uh, I wanted to, uh, as I was praying, I heard the Lord say, I want to give New Horizon more. How many want more? All right, that's good. You, got, you want more. And uh, I'm going to share a little bit about my story, some, some things that I, uh, in my past, I was a, like I said, I was a local church pastor for 24 years, and I always believed in and practiced tithing. But the problem was, I always lived with an orphan mentality toward money. So here I was being obedient to tithing, and I, w- I was making it. But the core issue is that as an orphan, I took offerings like an orphan. Like I thought I was inconveniencing you by asking you to give. I would apologize because I know you have so many burdens. And so... What happened was because orphans, they, they think they have to do it themselves. They're, they're always just, you know, trying to protect things. You know, Sue Ann told me that she would bring in orphans and, and people into her home, and, and she'd feed them every day so much food, but they'd still sneak into the kitchen and grab something for their bedroom because they weren't, weren't sure they were going to have something for tomorrow. So we can do all the teaching in the world, which, by the way, you have great teaching. We have to understand that there's a heart condition, and I'm publicly confessing to you that I, for 24 years, did not have the training or the ministry to change my heart until I came into the apostolic network and began to work in it, work with people like the late Peter Wagner, work with Cheon work with these others. And the way they thought was so different than what I had taught. And maybe you're here today and you're listening. You know, I hear these messages. I believe it in my head. But there's something in me that I know needs to be shifted. Is there anyone like that? I mean, just just wondering about talking to anybody here. Okay. And I'm going to tell you a story about a man named Fred Bonyoko. Fred Bunyoko, I know you guys have a heart for Uganda. And this, uh, this picture, these men are from uh, uh, Uganda. The man in the blue, his name is Fred Bunyoko. 
And he's from the Palissa district. I don't know if you go up there. It's above Ninja, maybe northeast, even toward the border. Uh, not quite t- as far as Toro or the, or the border. But it's an area. And, and because you're familiar and you've heard a story about, um, uh, uh, about Uganda, you'll relate to this story quickly. You see, when they are from these villages, the goal is to get out of the rural area. And if you can get to the city as a young boy or a young woman, and you can get an education, and then you actually can get a good job, and you can get a place to live, listen to this, with running water and electricity. And so Fred Benyoko did that, and he was successful. He, he, he got a science degree. He was working, helping in government, doing these different things. And, but he had a heart for ministry. They always do. So he started a, like a small uh, home church in his, his house, and it started to grow. And, and finally, suddenly, the Lord says to him, Fred, I want you to go back to the rural areas, and I want you to serve my people there. Now, you have to understand. People don't do that. They don't get successful. They don't get education, become successful. The only ones that fail go back. And he's like thinking, Lord, if I go back, I'm like a failure. And the Lord said, but you have so much to give to your people. So he had to give. What did he have to give? First, he had to give his dreams, what he thought they were. How many know that God has better dreams for you than you do? Okay? And obedience is better than sacrifice. So he goes, and because he's a planner, and he starts a church, and it's going, and I'll tell you the first thing that they have to do, not a sound system with legs, like you said, I think they, because one leg, not a leg to stand on, but um, they want to have a roof. They might not have walls, but they're going to have a roof. So they take, you know, pieces of wood, pillar, pieces of wood, and they buy these corrugated tins. They're like the size of, of, of like um, uh, plywood. You know, they're, they're sheets. But you can't put one up. You've got to put them all at the time. So he told his church, we're going to all fast, if you will, one day, um, one meal per day. And then we're going to take that money at the end of the time. And we're going to buy as many sheets as we can. And then we're going to have a dedication of our roof altogether. Sound like a plan? Vision Sunday. How about if pastor came would like you to fast a meal every day and bring it. Well, that would be quite a sacrifice. We could start with your Starbucks. Oh, don't touch my coffee. Okay, I'll talk about something else. But all right, so anyways, that's the kind of mentality. So, so they have to give. He's teaching a culture of, of sacrifice, and they get it. And in the end of the time, they buy like 80 sheets, right? And they're going to dedicate them. And he's getting ready, and he's preparing. And the Lord says, I want you to give away all 80 sheets to the churches in the entire region. And he's like, you ever do this? I don't know if I heard you clearly, Lord. Did you mean a tithe? Like, uh, were you thinking like eight, you know? You know, like we kind of try to bargain, like we didn't hear correctly, you know? I'm sure no one's ever done that. But um, so anyways, he asked the Lord again. The Lord says, I want you to give all 80 away. And so he goes to every church he can. And he says, we bought these sheets, and I want to give it to you as a seed into your ministry. Some he gave two or three, but he, all over, like over 50 churches he gives and just say, hey, just keep that sheet as a seed that God is, God is with you. And he'd ask the Lord, why do I have to give all 80 away? And the Lord said, if you were a farmer, 
and you wanted a great harvest, would you just keep a whole bunch of the seeds to the side? Or would you use your whole field? You know, you've been looking possibly at 2 Corinthians chapter 9. In verse 6, it talks about this, right? Verse 6 talks about, you know, sowing the seed. Here's something to remember. The one who plants only a little will gather only a little, and the one who plants a lot will gather a lot. Now, I want you to understand that this text is not about sowing and reaping. This verse is. But this text goes toward a different thing. Like, this is 101. This is just like basic. Like he's saying, you know, there are four food groups. That's what this verse is. Because now he's going to show you, if you understand the basic principle, he's going to show you in the next verses how it starts to shift, literally, the heavens in your life and how now it begins. And if you can, so if you can continue and look at this text, let's just go, you should, each, you should each give what you have decided in your heart to give. You shouldn't give if you don't want to. You shouldn't give because you are forced to. God loves a cheerful giver. Notice the shift is into relationship. If you're living out of principles, that's be like having a relationship, you know, with your spouse and saying, you know, honey, you said you'd do things for me. You said you'd make coffee for me. That'd go over really well, I think. You don't live relationship out of using principles. But the principles of honor and kindness are always there. So this is where it goes straight. So if you're still stuck in tithing is about a struggle of principle, you've missed the point of relationship. If you go further, it continues, and God is able to shower all kinds of blessings on you. He's eager. He's excited. In all things and at all times, you'll have everything you need. You will do more and more good works. So let's go back to Fred Bunyoko. How do you think his church responds to his generosity? You think they're excited? Guess how many of his church stayed? His wife. And she was on the, on the border there. The entire, I'm talking to her, they said, we knew you were crazy when you left the city. But now we think you're insane. And they, in fact, were, of course, accusing him of stealing and all these kind of things. So Fred Banyoko, he says... I am so desperate. I am going to pray and fast, a Daniel fast. Actually, he was going to do water. He locked himself in a closet. He slid the key under the door to his wife, said, come back in 21 days. How many are going to sign up for this class, you know? We got rooms. We're locking people in for 21 days, you know. We've made provisions. Don't ask how that's going to happen in some ways. So he's praying a number of days, and finally he starts to find that he doesn't know what to pray because he feels like he's said it. That just dawns on him, and he says, Jesus, you're interceding for me day and night. Holy Spirit, you teach us how to pray with groanings deeper than words. How should I pray? And the Lord says to him, pray that you will no longer be an orphan. 
that you'll no longer think like an orphan, act like an orphan, or live like an orphan. So he starts praying for him. He's getting revelation. Every day it starts to come. The Lord's doing inner healing. I mean, what else has the guy got to do, right? He's in the room. He's just going to the Lord about everything he brings out. He just can't believe all these things that are in him. He's getting revelation. So finally, toward the end of the time, the Lord, he says to the Lord, I get it. And he says, Lord, what should I do? And all of a sudden, a website, literally he saw a website. Anybody here in, in, uh, in web design? Because I, I have good news for you. God uses websites. He sees the website, Harvest for in Harvest International, harvestim.org. By the way, you're going to hear a lot about HIM in this story. You're going to watch it interwoven, what happened with him. And he saw a man with a beard. Okay, I admit it. He was overweight too. And he said something very interesting to him. Not, he'll be your father, but he said to him, through this man will come many fathers. So he gets out. He, as quickly as he can, he gets to an internet cafe. He enters. He was shocked that the website even existed. And it comes up, and he sees, you know, he didn't see me on it. I'm, I'm hidden. You know, there's Chase. He's, the, he's in front there, and he's got this stuff. But he writes the office, and they tell him about our apostle in Kenya, which is about a 40-hour bus ride. And so he gets on that bus, and he goes, and he meets Simon, my, our spiritual son. He's overseeing the network there. Now 3,000 churches in Kenya. Is this amazing? I mean, it's, it's crazy. I can tell you the story. It's just crazy what God's doing. Anyway, Simon tells him, like, welcomes him home. Wow, awesome. We love you. And by the way, here's some Bible school materials, but you only can have it under one condition. You give it away. You give it away. You print it as quick as you can, and you give it away, and you teach it, and you give it away, and you give it away. Now, does Fred Bunyoko understand giving it away? So Fred goes home. Who does he start giving the materials to? The churches that got the sheets. He starts teaching the materials. They start blessing him, feeding him. All of a sudden, through the strategy of God, he starts to have a regional apostolic ministry of influence. So he's just like, God, he's like, I don't understand it yet, but this material... By the way, the classes are like this. 30 ways to know if you're a Pharisee. That's one of my classes. Um, five-fold ministry. How to hear the voice of God. Um, some, uh, you know, classes like this. So what happens is they go through all these things, and he's getting so touched, and so finally he's in communication with my apostle, and he, he gets back on the bus because there's a big conference, and he gets to the conference, and he sees me up in the front. And he goes, there's the man in my vision. And then the Holy Spirit comes on him. He falls down for three days and he can't talk. And I leave. And he's like, God, I have been obedient. I've done everything. Finally, I see a man that I saw in a vision. That is so supernatural. And I can't even tell him. And the Lord said this, because you're still going to look to a man to be your father. But he said, if you go prepare for him, I will send him to you without you even asking. 
So he goes back home, and he says, okay, I'm preparing for it. And he goes, and he, he writes Simon, and he talks to him on the phone and stuff. He goes, can I start an HIM office? Can I start a school? And so he starts this Bible school. He starts this office. He's working with all these pastors. He starts his own church. It's, all, it's just amazing what God is doing. He's having so much influence in the region. They know that he loves them. He's the giver. How, how would you like to be known as the giver? You'd be known as the giver. That person is so generous. They are crazy generous. See my Robert Graham? I wouldn't buy a $250, $300 shirt. Drive me crazy. I, got too much, I still got too much of a little bit of a poverty mindset. But a 26-year-old pastor in Canada demanded that I had a good attitude or he was going to buy me two. So I had, okay, I like it. I like it. I love it. He's a giver. He's planted a church six months ago, and he literally, Patricia King found out, said, oh, here's 25000 for your ministry. Oh, $400,000 in four months came into his ministry as a new church plant. You know why? Because everyone knows he's the best giver in the world that they know. So Fred does that, and when I go to Kenya or Uganda or, you know, East Africa, I call my spiritual son, and I say, I don't say, I'm coming with my team and, you know, the big man is coming. You know, I've given it away. He's the apostle there. He's got his apostolic team. I say, how can I serve you? He said, you know what? This time, would you, I, don't, I don't want you to come to Kenya. I want you to go to Uganda because there's a group up there that's so on fire. And they've taken your materials and on all of our HIM. Uh, they're just demonstrating what HIM is. They're bringing such freedom to the region. Would you go there? So I arrive. By the way, he's told no one this story. The Lord won't let him tell him. In fact, he won't even tell When I arrived, he wouldn't even tell me because I said, I will not manipulate this man. Now, if you've ever gone to Africa, what did you just said? What I just said was a miracle. So the first thing, I get up. I'm about to preach. And the Lord says, I want you to speak to the heavens. I want you to speak to the north, the south, the east, and the west. And I'm going to, you're going to release my blessing beyond measure right now. There's going to be breakthrough for this region. I brought you for it. They prepared you for it. They, they prepared for it, and I brought you to release it. Now, guess what? There had been drought six months. Six months, no rain. I started to command the blessing. And I'll tell you, no sooner I, we felt the strangest wind and the little tarps that were on the top started going like this. All of a sudden, clouds. It rained in 15 minutes. And I'll tell you, their faith, listen to this, give God glory. Their faith was so moved, they brought a quadriplegic. She looked like she, was, she couldn't move. It, it was just like shocking. I'm looking at her. I'm thinking, wow, but guess what? When the rain came, it was activation of faith. You want to see her? Next picture. Here she is, sitting up for the first time in her life. Eunice, right there. Sitting, the woman in the corner there told me she had never even sat up, let alone stood up. Which, by the way, I wish I had that, that picture. But Eunice stood up. I'll tell you, 
But after that, at the very end, as I was driving off, he said, I want you to give me a father's blessing. We'd already already been speaking about that. I already brought a man who was very strong and uh, spiritual father, and he said, I'm coming back as soon as I can. And I prayed a blessing for him, but he told me the story. Now, I started out today telling you that I had a struggle with an orphan heart. And I'm not calling you that. We all have dimensions of it. But what I learned from Fred Bonyoko, when you learn this whole principle of relationship, that God is calling you way beyond a principle of tithing or reaping and sowing, because you're far more mature than that. Because you're called into intimacy and relationship. And I was so blessed. You know, I got an email from Fred Bonyoko, and he said, you will not believe what happened, the blessings that were commanded. He said, when you release that, he said, roads that had sat there for several years started getting worked on. Politicians started coming and coming to our churches, repenting. He's, he listed like eight or ten breakthroughs that happened in the next month or two. You know what my response was? Fred, all that fruit wasn't because of me. All that fruit was because of you. I just got to be God's representative of his fathers. And I've sent him fathers. By the way, he's very connected now. You know what? Just a side note. There was a driver that week. It was his brother. I turned to his brother and I said, I said, what do you do? I mean, you're, not, you're a good driver. What do, what do you really do? And he says, oh, I'm an overseer of 10,000 churches in Uganda. I said, why are you? My, I mean, it's nice that you're my driver. He says, I wanted to see the man that would come to the rural areas like this. And he said, would you come next December, it was about six months later, and train. I'll bring together um, leaders from all over the nation because we've been crying out for a new wineskin. We're one of the fastest growing movements in all of Uganda. But we know that we have to have not just growing churches. We need to have substance. And your fivefold teaching is what we need. Fred Banyoko. Now, I want to go back a little bit to my life because... It was really Peter Wagner. I was about to take a, a, a role in HIM, and they told me the good news. Where you're going to help be an overseer. You're going to help to build the network. And the great exciting news is you get to start at 20% less than you're making now. You're getting a promotion in the kingdom. And I said, Lord, my children, I've got three kids about to go to college. You know what the Lord did? He said, son, I want you to pray. I want you to pray differently than ever pray. And he told me what to pray. He said, I want you to pray that your, that your children will have no college debt. See, it's not just about your giving. It's how you pray. I had a, a man in my church, he came up to me and he says, hey, Mark, I've been praying and the Lord told me not to tithe on what I make. He told me to tithe on what I want to make. So he came up to me six months later. He goes, man, I should have started tithing more because the Lord's already given it to me. <laughs> you see, how you pray is a direct reflection on your ability to understand the relationship of sowing and reaping. 
So I prayed that prayer. All of a sudden, I started having these entrepreneurial dreams. I mean, I, I, had a, I saw a travel business. I saw I became a loan officer. And I'm telling the Lord, Lord, I don't have any time for any of that. And the Lord said, I thought you asked me how to pay for your kids' college. So I called this man, and I said, hey, you're a loan, a loan broker, and I was wondering if you could help me. And he says, he says, Mark, you prophesied over me 10 years ago about having a baby. By the way, we tell you not to do that, but the Lord said it so strongly. I had a child. He says, I want to pay for your education. I want to give you the... I want to give you what my top brokers make. So guess what I do? I go on missions, go back to my office, and all of a sudden loans would come in. And every time my kids would ask me for a, like a check, $8,000 check, I'd look at the account, $8,023. But here's the shift. Cheon said to me, did you know, Mark, that apostles start giving at 20%? He gave 59% last year. 59%. Their goal is to give 90%. Let me show you verse 10 and 11. The whole point of this text is 10 and 11. Because 10 and 11 talk about what God's end game, His goal is. God supplies seed to the planter. He supplies bread for food. God will also supply, increase the amount of your seed he will increase the result of your good works. How many want to be a part of good works? You see what God wants to do? Go to the next verse. Verse 11. You will be made rich in every way. Then you can always give freely. I'm not saying this to just... You know, we believe that testimony is important. Ann and I will give today into your vision offering. We've already prepared We've already discussed it. And wherever we go, even though we tithe and beyond to the works of HIM and other things, when we go and we see what God is doing, we give freely. Last night we ministered uh, um, up in um, Kennewick and we gave freely. We're excited to give. And with joy, we'll give out, give many of you. I said that in love. We get to give. We, get, we have seeds being given to us. We have been transformed. We are part of what God's doing. And wherever we go, we can give freely and joyfully into what God is doing there. And this is good seed here. This is a good place. We're eager to give. I'm not trying to be corrective here, but like even this morning, when they had to people to pray for, and there were empty people waiting for people to pray for. Look at in the beginning of the renewal, Korean men came forward for invitations for women that were pregnant. They would run for prayer. They weren't women who were pregnant. I'm just saying, man, boy, understanding what God is doing. When they invite you up here, run up here. And the same ways with giving, run. Run toward those who are who are giving freely, who say, Lord, I, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to be like you. How many want to be like him? That's the, the part of this verse. Then we will take your many gifts to the people who need them, and they will give thanks to God. One of the things that Ann and I are doing with our personal money, not with HIM, in your next picture, is we had the privilege of baptizing 125 prostitutes in one week. 
took their next picture. You know what they said to me? Papa, how are we going to eat? We're leaving the street. How are we going to eat? I have seed, but I can't do it. And I had to train them. I had to, we started a business training center. And then the power of God fell. You won't believe what happened. Some of the miracles. I know you've, some of you heard this story, but go to the next one. Uh, uh, like we were doing a meeting, and a deaf Muslim was watching the miracles, and he came in, and he was, his ears were totally open, and he accepted Jesus. It was a sign. When you announce that the Hispanic, Spanish-speaking ministry is growing, I command favor to it and watch the numbers grow. A lot of people, th- they think about their church growing. They think about it's in English. The world's come to you, okay? That's giving. And it will enrich in you if you give into what God is doing. The next one here. This is the government... The government summoned me after this, and they said, the governor's team is waiting for you. It was literally on the pulpit. So I just go, I don't even know who the governor is, and I had no clue who he knew who I was. I walked into this meeting. You know the first thing he said was? He said, we have learned that you love our city. It's one of the best words I've ever heard. You guys have given so much to the city. We need your help. We have young men, prostitutes. We have, we have young people who don't know how to do business. Will you help us start a business center? So we sow into this every month. Above and beyond not only our ties, above our offerings to HIM, above where we go, we right now are, are supporting monthly. I'm so glad I got healed. Because guess what? I wouldn't be doing verse 10 and 11. I'd still be struggling. I'd still be struggling to get by. I didn't know that I had a mindset that was hindering kingdom living. And I was a pastor. Who went to cemetery? I mean, seminary. (laughs) Who pastored years. But I never understood. You know, there was another time. I'll just be closing soon. Jay came to me and he said, I'm sorry, Mark, but uh, finances are tight and we have to do a 10% cut during just a season. And we'll restore it when we can. And right away I said, um, wow, it's going to be tough, you know, with uh, kids. And, and he goes, Mark, he goes, um, he goes, you're still thinking like an orphan, huh? <laughs> this is really going good, you know, with my boss, you know. He said, you still haven't learned that God's your provider, have you? And I said, sorry. I prayed. You know, a few years later, I got promoted again. He said, Mark, you're being freed from all administration as the executive director. I feel led to send you out 100% full-time 
as an HIM apostle. And he says, and there's a 20% cut. <laughs> because you're going to have opportunity and people are going to want to give to you as you go out in the field more. But guess what? This time, I got to go. God's my provider. I got to I had the privilege to have been healed, and now I got another opportunity. And I said to him, God is my provider. And instantly the Lord said, I'll give you that $20,000 in the next two months. And he did. You know what? I'm here to command a shift. I'm not here to give a message. I'm here to release a shift for you in heavenly places. And then to come to your heart. The heart of these leaders, I, believe me, I've spent time personally with them. They're generous. They're kind. They're fun. They have their flashlights. I love that when Joel's doing that. You know, they got their flashlights. But the last thing they want to do is put pressure so that it's about flesh birthing flesh. That's the last thing they want. They want spirit giving birth to spirit. So that's what I'm going to pray for you. Now, I read in this that there was an offering to be taken on April 2nd. And it said, mark your calendars. Mark your calendars. I don't know how quite to read that. So I told him, and I knew it on the way, do you mind if I take an offering at the end? You can wait till next week. Some of you might not be here next week, but we're not going to be here next week, and we want to give into it, and I guess we could go online, but it'd be so much more fun to do it with you. And we'd like you to sow into this vision. 100% of this is going to go into the vision budget. And I, I, again, just want you just to be give freely. I believe that it will be more than was given in our first offering. <laughs> I just said it. I believe it will be substantial. Because we'll go into next week saying, look it, we are, we are moving toward our vision. And um, I'm going to pray for you guys as, you're, um, as, as you may be struggling through some of this. By the way, let me, let me, do, let me show you how I, I work with leaders. If there's something struggling in you, that's good. Why? Because you're going to go from glory to glory. Something in you is going to be confronted and healed. So none of us, you know, I hope it doesn't take being locked in a room for 21 days. I hope it doesn't take like a lot of disappointments that I had. But today I'm going to pray for you that you're going to come into this. By the way, this is a lifestyle. This is not about the vision offering. All right? This isn't even about New Horizon. But it's, it's intersecting with it because God is able to, be, uh, to provide beyond your understanding. There's a shift from tithe to an understanding the goal is generosity and blessing others. So when you're giving, you're saying this, Ah, I'm going to be a blessing. I'm going to be a gener- I'm going to be generous with others. I'm just I'm just doing the basics food groups here, but I'm going to walk in this. I'm going to look for the opportunity.
And the breakthrough comes when you realize that He wants you to be the source to bless others. How do you see yourself? Are you the blessing? Do you mind before we take the offering, and I love the music, I want to minister to you. Would you just close your eyes for a minute? Father, we just pray right now that you would speak to every heart. I am your provider. But Lord, it's tight. I'm afraid. I've been tithing. I haven't seen the breakthrough that I thought I should have. Father, I just right now pronounce and release a shift in the Spirit over each person. A blessing. I bless them. We bless them. We speak a prosperity of mind, body, and spirit. I minister to your heart when people have not kept their word about finances to you. People that have broken covenant people that stole from you, people that used you, people that took advantage of you financially. But today is a shift where God is saying, you are like me. You are my son and you are created in my likeness. You are my daughter and you are created in my likeness. And I'm calling you to be like me. I'm calling you to be the generous one. I'm calling you to be the one who has more than enough where I can increase the seed in your life. I'm calling you to be those who give freely. And I bless you today. I bless your finances. I bless your investments. I call in stolen inheritances. I I, I say to the to the stealer, I say, you must return sevenfold that which has been stolen. I speak forgiveness right now. Speak forgiveness to someone that hurt you with finances. You felt that they used you, they hurt you. Because we're giving this whole area of our life to the Lord. We're saying, you are the Lord of this area of my life. And you are trustworthy. And you are my provider. And you will give beyond more than I could ask or imagine so that I'm a part of that. Lord, I pray that this would not be simply an offering, that this would be a breakthrough time. That this would be a breakthrough. I command a blessing, a breakthrough for New Horizon and for its people and it's within its realm of authority. I speak favor, Father God. I speak entrepreneurial um, uh, ideas. I speak strategies from heaven. I speak and release that training school. In Jesus' name.